Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. When you build a house, first you build a foundation. And what a foundation does, if you think about it, is it holds the house in place. The house is grounded in the foundation so that if a wind comes along or a, a severe weather comes along, there'll be something to hold it in place. As humans, we have to have a strong foundation in faith to hold us in place. If our faith is lacking, then when situations that are difficult come by, we begin to tremble, shake, become anxiety-ridden, become afraid. And why? Because our foundation isn't strong. Our faith isn't strong. We aren't held in place when difficult situations come along. What faith does for us is it tells us that there are, that there is another force besides ourself that is assisting us and that will get us out of whatever situation we think we are in difficulty in. So, when you're battered by the things of life that batter people, you have a number of ways to look at it. One is, I somehow have to solve this problem by myself, or I have to make the effort to solve this problem, but God is there to help me. And God will take care of this. And if I allow God to be part of the equation, the equation changes. All of a sudden, you're not in this by yourself. You're not floundering looking for solutions. You can be very comfortable in a situation that you don't know the solution to, as long as you are able to hand over the problem to God. If you can't hand over the problem to God, it's your problem, and you have to deal with it, and you may not know how to deal with it, or it may be beyond your capabilities. But if you hand it over to God, and your faith is strong, then you know that nothing is beyond God's capabilities. And even though you may not have a handle on how to resolve this situation, you know that with God's help, the situation will be resolved. And this makes you into a different person. Because what it does is, it clears your mind of the fear of the situation not being resolved. And fear is what causes 
anxiety, what causes stress, and what causes difficulty in your life. Now, all of us need to somehow go beyond fear, anxiety, and stress into peace. We have to be peaceful. If we are going to create a true integration with reality, we have to somehow be peaceful. We have to enter into a state that is without the anxiety of the world, that is without the fear of the world, that is without all of the elemental consequences of the world. The elements are in conflict. Air and water and earth and ether are all in conflict. Fire is in conflict with the other elements. Water is in conflict with the other elements. Earth is in conflict with the other elements. But if we can transcend the conflicts that are in the world, we can enter into a state of peace. We should also realize that when we have anxiety, when we have stress, this is essentially what we see outwardly as conflagrations between the elements going on inside of ourselves. You see tornadoes. You see hurricanes. You see volcanoes. You see earthquakes going on outside. Well, these are all elemental happenings. Well, all of the elements that are outside of ourselves are also inside of ourselves. So when we're not right, elementally we're not right inside. And what happens is you also have this mind that is able to take on the smallest of doubts and make it into huge chasms of doubt because that's the nature of the mind. The mind is always seeing the worst that can possibly happen. But we, from the heart, need to be able to constantly believe that the best that can possibly happen is what's going to happen. And this is faith. This is an understanding that we have a foundation that we've been given to hold us in place, to keep us steady, to stop us from going off into the world of difficulty. To develop faith, we have to have a different kind of outlook on the world. Now, let's take the example of a baby. When a baby is young, it depends on its mother for everything. It depends on its mother for food, it depends on its mother for comfort, and it depends on its mother for care. What a baby is uncomfortable, the usual reaction is it begins to cry. And how does the mother 
stop it from crying? How does it take it out of this state of uncomfortableness that the baby is in? She holds the baby close to her. And in the transference of the vibration from the mother to the child and the comfort of being held, the child becomes calm again. We have to have this kind of a relationship with God and this kind of a belief system in God. As a baby, the baby thinks that the mother can handle every situation and gives itself up to the mother for every situation. As an adult, we have to believe that God can handle every situation and we have to give ourselves up to allowing God to help us in every situation. And we have to have the faith that he, in fact, will. Now, this does not relieve you of the responsibility of effort. As adults, we're not helpless like a baby. We can do things, and we can create scenarios for accomplishing things, and we should do that. We should try the best that we can, but we should also realize that the best that we can pales in comparison to what he can. So the we can has to be very integrated into the he can. And then it becomes our will lost in his will that allows the reality of his will to occur within the world. But for us to allow his reality to occur into the world, we have to be able to temper our will. We have to be able to temper our thought process. We have to be able to temper our inclinations. We have to be able to temper our desire and our mind. Because our desire and mind are relentless. And they are usually without the ability to be fulfilled. Once a desire is fulfilled, another desire pops into its place. And the desires never end. So, understanding the nature of our desire, we have to learn to adapt our being to ignore and not be affected by the things that usually affect us that take us to a place that gets close to out of control. I mean, you can be in bed, laying down, being close to sleep, but if anxi the anxiety of your daily life enters into you and you begin to react to it, you'll be tossing and turning all night and you won't fall asleep. You won't be able to find rest. You won't be able to find peace. Peace isn't found in the resolution of worldly things. It's one of the great lies that we're told that peace is found in the resolution of worldly dilemmas. Peace is found in integrating 
ourselves into God's reality and entering that reality. And that's where true peace is found. And then that can be translated into peace in the world. But it's built on a bedrock of faith. It's built on a bedrock of a belief system. It's built on an understanding that we're not in this alone. When our teacher was with us, we understood very clearly that we weren't in this alone. He was there with us, and when we had a difficulty, if we brought it to him, we had a confidence that that difficulty would be resolved, that he somehow would find a way for that to be resolved. And he would explain it to us, and then he would somehow intervene to allow that difficulty to go away. Well, our teacher had a faith that God could do any of these things. And he iterated to us on a constant basis that whatever he did is what God did. And what he was able to do is remove himself and allow God to enter the equation. Well, we have to be able to do that. We have to be able to remove ourselves and let God enter our equation. We are with him, and then we disappear in him. So we are on a spectrum of somewhere between totally being by ourselves, somewhat being with him, and finally disappearing in him, and still acting in the world. So we are on a spectrum of how much of our existence is a representation of our will, and how much of our existence is a representation of his will. And the more that we become a representation of his will, the less we are involved with the world, the less we are involved with all the difficulties of the world, and the more we are involved in hak, reality, in the truth, in the everlasting, eternal, transcendent nature of the truth. And so for us to become transcendent, what do we have to do? We have to transcend from the world to the divine. And we have to understand that this transcendence is something that can occur within us. And we also have to understand that to find truth, this transcendence has to occur. To find peace, this transcendence has to occur. To enter into reality, this transcendence has to occur. We have to somehow be able to leave our mind and desire-based illusory existence and enter into the area, the, the space 
where everything is fulfilled, where there is no need, where there is no hunger, where there is no desire, because everything is there as it is needed. There is nothing that is beyond Allah's capability. And if we enter into that space, then there's nothing beyond our capability. There's nothing beyond us. There's nothing beyond what we need. There is no need because God is that fulfillment. And when we begin to understand that, a great change occurs in us. We stop being so conscious of the world. We stop being so attached to the world. We stop being in such a great need to fulfill the desires that arise within us in the world. I know that in my life, there have been periods when I couldn't do anything until certain desires were fulfilled. I felt like as if I were paralyzed from moving forward until these desires were fulfilled. Until later, I was able to see the petty nature of these desires. But when you are in the torpor of the desire, when you are in the torpor of the fear that these desires cause, the pettiness is lost to you. You don't see it because of this great overriding emotional response that you have that insists that your life has to have these things. Well, we need to get beyond that. We need to get beyond desire and beyond need. Faith has to be sufficient for us. And faith can't be measured, it can't be weighed. It's not a physical thing, it's not an elemental thing. It's something other than that. God is not a physical thing. God can't be measured. God can't be weighed. Yet, this power that is God can do anything and accomplish anything. So if we are within that belief system that's as powerful as a baby's belief in its mother, that, 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 that believes that the mother can accomplish anything and everything, and we have that same belief system in God, our life becomes different. And without that faith, we are prone to all of the difficulties of the elements being in a constant state of war with each other. And this war goes on within ourselves and causes us to become ill, to, for our organs to decay, uh, for stress to make us not be able to function appropriately in the world. It takes away, stress takes away our kindness. Stress takes away our ability to love. Anxiety 
takes away our kindness. Anger takes away our kindness. Anytime these elemental eruptions occur within us, the truth begins to evade us, and our participation in the truth begins to evade us. So we have to evade that which takes us out of reality. We have to learn to find methodologies within ourselves to overcome the mind and desire that each of us has that wants to take us into the clash of the elemental world. We have to find a way to do that. And that way is not found through the elements. That way is not found through fulfilling those kind of desires. Those kind of desires have no cure. They just morph into more and more desire, different forms of desire. The need for money morphs into the need for wealth. I'm sorry, the need for money morphs into the need for power, and so on. But there's always a morph in desire that becomes a little bit more unreachable. When you have one, you want another one. There's never enough. We have to get to the place where we are within the cornucopia of abundance, where we are within that which has everything and doesn't need anything. When that occurs, we begin to alter as beings and our walk through this world becomes an entirely different situation. We can walk through the world and look at things and have one perspective or have a different perspective. For instance, when we live in the world of desire, we walk through the world and we see things and we need them. When we have transcended, we walk through the world and everything that we see becomes a proof of God and further uh, makes us have greater faith. Because now we see things as they really are. We see things as proof of that one power that has created everything and maintains and sustains everything. It's a different way of looking. It's a different way of understanding the world. The world isn't here for you to hold on to it. The world is here for you to be able to get closer to God. The world is here to give you an example of our Lord and how to get closer to Him. And if we can do that, if we can institute that deep, in our beings, then peace will come. The anxieties will fade away. The stress will be gone. The fear will melt. And we will melt. And as we melt, we will be able to do the things that reality does. And one of the things that reality does is love. And we will be able to love because nothing will hold us back from that.
may it come to be that each of us understands the truth of our existence and is able to let go of all our attachments to the world that hold us back from that truth. May we let go of the veils that make us believe that there are things in this world that we need. The only thing we need to believe in is God. The only thing we need is God. And when our faith becomes strong enough that it understands that that is the extent of our need, we will alter. We will transcend. If you see a true holy man, you will see that what comes into his one hand goes out the other. He has no need to hold on to the things of this world. They don't do anything for him because he's focused in a different direction. He's focused towards truth. He's focused towards God. We need to focus towards truth. We need to focus towards God, and we have to give up our dependence on the illusory world to fulfill our needs because in truth, the illusory world cannot fulfill your needs. It's like uh, an old pop song, looking for love in all the wrong places. And we have to begin to look in the right places. Um, there's uh, the Nasruddin story about uh, he's, there's, 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 he's, he's, he's on his hands and knees uh, at midnight in front of the, the mosque in his town. And the mosque is the only place in town with a light because it runs on a generator. The rest of the town doesn't have electricity. And he's crawling around looking for something. And a friend of his walks by and sees him crawling around looking for something. And he gets on his hands and knees and says, what are you looking for? I'll help you. And Nasruddin says, I'm looking for my keys, but you can't help me. He said, why can't I help you? He said, because I didn't lose my key here. I lost it in the woods. He said, why are you looking here? He says, the only place with a light. And it's like that. We're looking in places where you can't find answers. We have to stop looking in those places. We have to start looking where answers can be found. And all of the answers are found with God. And that's where we have to begin to look. That's where we have to have our faith. That's where we have to have our trust. That's where we have to have our belief system. And as that grows and grows and grows, we become less and less attached to this world. May Allah make it easy for all of us for this to happen. And may we all become close to that one power that is our Lord who maintains and sustains all of us. Amin, amin, ya rabbil alameen. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.